Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Today, uh, we're starting this new series, and this is something the Lord's been speaking to me. It's called The Father's Solution. The Father's Solution today is part one. And before I get into it, I, I know this is actually going to be difficult for a lot of people. I know this is a sore subject for many who did not have a good father or the father was present but absent or straight up abusive or a spiritual father or a leader who hurts you. I understand. And I am in the minority on this one. I had and have, I keep saying had, I have the most amazing dad, earthly dad on the planet. One of the most Christ-like men I've ever met. When you meet one of the most Christ-like people you ever met and they're your dad, you're going to be okay. All right? That's why I'm halfway okay. My dad is amazing. And I know that that puts me in a minority. That is not everybody's story. And I understand that. And I know there's great pain around this subject. So just know everything I say today is with love, with care. I fought the Lord on this because I know your stories. You know, he says, you're going to speak on this. I'm like, but that'll hurt. I'm not doing that. And he's like, you're going to do it. And I'm like, no. He's like, son? I'm like, yes, dad. You know, that's how he talks to me. I've matured, I guess, because he used to be like, oh, you can do it. You can do it, Caleb. It's okay. Now he's like, boy, and that's how he talks to me now. So I must be growing up spiritually. That's how he talks to me. So anyway, the father solution, the Lord is showing me that the solution for today's chaos is fatherhood. The solution for today's world of pain is fatherhood. Absolutely. So today, part one is where many, we talk about this in the scriptures, but we're going to talk about how there's many guides, but few fathers. Okay? And sometimes, if this is, this is tough, but you got to start with the problem. You know what I mean? Like, you got saved from something, right? Like, people want to take hell out of the equation and all this stuff. They want to say there is no hell, all this stuff. I don't care about your theological disposition, but let me ask you something. If there's no hell, then what were you saved from? What are you talking about? If you take the problem out, then there's no need for a solution. Some of you had a living hell. So don't tell me hell doesn't exist, okay? That was just my little soapbox moment there. I don't know. That was just for you and everyone on live stream. I don't know. We have to somehow be okay with really addressing the problem. Look it right on. We got to get in there and say, this is an issue, right? I love one of uh, Bill Johnson's quotes. He said, faith doesn't ignore the existence of a problem. It ignores its influence. It ignores its place of influence. So the problem can exist, and the problem doesn't have to be the most influential thing. You understand? We have a hope and a solution that's greater than the problem, and God has designed it for us. It's called fatherhood. And throughout this series, I'm going to share some of the stats and things like that, scary statistics throughout the world of people without, without fathers and and the stats that go along with that, they are not good. But this all was sparked by one of my spiritual fathers, Lynn Harper. He uh, currently is the senior pastor of Overflow Church. He's been the pastor of that church, the senior pastor of that church for over 25 years. He's the longest tenured pastor in the Brandon area, actually. And he's one of my spiritual fathers. This is why I'm okay. I get to call him. I get to freak out with him, not with you. <laughs> I freak out about you to him. That's how it works, you know. So <laughs> that's the way it works, you know. So 
He is amazing, and I have been so blessed by him and so well grounded by him. And I was at a, a meeting, a, a meeting of pastors with where he was leading, and he stands up and he says this one liner, and I'm like, oh my gosh, why isn't that in the epistles themselves? All right, don't get mad at me. I'm just telling you that this had a deep impact to me. He said, "Coaches and teachers point the way, but fathers go the way." I was like, hmm. That is fatherhood in a statement. It's more than t pointing the way. This is how you should do it. It's going the way with you. That's what a father does. Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians 4. And this is after he's written some pretty heavy stuff. He's, he's having to rebuke them. He's having to deal with stuff. There's some foolishness going on in the Corinthian church. I don't know if you know this, but you can be spirit-filled and foolish. I know you've never met any of those Christians before in the mirror, but you can be full of spirit and full of foolishness in your life. Can I get a witness? Amen. Yes, me too. All right. So just because you're spirit filled, just because you have the gift of the Holy Spirit doesn't mean you have the character of the Holy Spirit. Hello. You know, the gifts and calls of God are without repentance, meaning he will not repent of them. He will not take it back. He'll give you a gift and won't take it back no matter how badly you use it. Right. Hello, but the fruit of the Spirit is grown on someone who's rooted in Christ, rooted in him. So that's the difference. He's correcting them in their character. He's correcting them for some of their foolishness. And he says, I do not write these things to make you ashamed. Pause right there. True spiritual fathers will not say shame on you. They'll say shame off you. They'll actually take the shame off your shoulders. They won't place it there. He said, I do not write these things to make you ashamed but to admonish you as my beloved children. This is the Apostle Paul talking to a group of believers saying, you're my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, say this with me, countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then, be imitators of me. If Paul were to write this today in the modern day to us, I'll give you the modern Caleb paraphrase. This is the MCP, all right? He would have said it like this. Although you have thousands of hours on YouTube watching your favorite preachers and hundreds of coaches and mentors with peers and peers with their ideas of how you should live their, your life, you have very few who will actually give their life to you and follow through no matter what. I'm going to say this in, with all the love in my heart, all right? I am not upset with anyone watching on live stream. I love you. So grateful that you're with us on live stream. You cannot be spiritually fathered through a screen. You can get a lot of stuff. You can get teaching, coaching, mentoring. I can coach you. I can teach you through that screen. But I cannot. No one can father you that way. I can't even father you from this far. That's in it. That's in it with somebody Online church is not going to be a substitute for anyone. You understand? I'm not upset. I'm not upset. If you have to be online, the only way to social distance in our situation is online. So we get that. Hello? I mean, it's pretty tight up in here, right? So I get that. I'm not upset about that. Please don't take me out of context. Hear my heart. It's not everything you need. People need to get their butts back to church, get in community, have relationships with people they can touch, not just with their phone they can look at. 
so important. Coaches, mentors, YouTube, and TikTok preachers are not a bad thing. I'm one of them. About a week and two days in, doing pretty good on TikTok. Man, I'm bringing the kingdom to that platform, man. It's a mess. It needs it. <laughs> yeah, you want your kids with me on their screen, not with that other stuff, I promise. All right. That's the truth. Those are not bad. Say they're not bad, but they're not the solution. They're not the solution. Fathers are the solution to today's world of chaos and pain. I promise you. Another spiritual father in our region who's been pastoring a long time is David Oates. He's a pastor of Seaglass Church in Ruskin. I was with him last week, and I just was getting rocked by my, my friends and all, with their words, you know. And somebody says something, you're like, that is, I have to internalize that. That's for me. He said this. He's talking about discipleship. He said, we impress from a distance, but we impact up close. I can impress you from a distance. You can, anybody looks impressive from a distance, but then when you get up close, for better or for worse, you are impacted, all right? You get up close to me, you see all my pimples and my stuff in my teeth, and maybe if I smell bad because I've been dancing really hard at church, I don't know. I will impact you up close. Hello? I can impress you from a distance, but impact happens up close. That's what fathers do. They get up close. The Greek word here for father, I became a father to you that Paul uses. Literally, here's the definition. Are you ready? It's one who imparts life. Doesn't stop there. One who imparts life and is committed to it. One who imparts life and is committed to it. They're bringing into being the potential for likeness. That's the definition. Bringing into being the potential for likeness. A lot of us in this day and age, me included, I get convicted about my screen time at home. We didn't put the phone down, look our kids in the eye, go outside. Yeah, I'm that crunchy dude. Like, take your shoes off, run around with your kids. It's going to build something in them. It's going to build a, a security in them. The same thing needs to happen in the church. Stop being plastic. Stop having all the good tips, but you can't actually carry it with somebody. Your tips and tricks for godly living are not the solution. They're helpful, but they're not the solution. Showing up when somebody has a, an issue, that's the solution. Answering your phone when they call. I almost did it in the first. I'm still debating it now. I, there's been, on one hand, I can count on one hand how many times my dad has not picked up the phone when he called, when I called. I could do it right now. He'd probably pick it up. There's, and those times he didn't pick it up, he, was, he literally did not hear it ringing, did not know it was ringing. My whole life, he is available to me, no matter what he's doing. Fathers go the way. They go the way. And we desperately need spiritual fathers to rise up right now, like last week, last year, right now. And oh, I don't want to say this stuff on live stream, Lord. He brings to my heart stuff, and I know it's him and I, because I don't want to say it. <laughs> That's how I know. I don't want to say that. Yeah. Listen, I love Bill Johnson. I like Stephen Furtick. Hey, I'll tick everybody off today. I even can get down on some Joel Osteen, all right? I don't agree with any of them all the way. I'm the only person I agree with 100% of the time. But they inspire me. They help me. They bring me to tears, but they ain't going to be on the other side of that phone call. 
for me or for you. You're having a trauma, you can't go to lunch with them. You're having difficulty, you lose someone in the family, they are not doing the funeral. Hello, we need spiritual fathers. I'm not talking about just pastors, I'm talking about spiritual fathers. Paul said, I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then, be imitators of me. And this has a multi-layered meaning. I don't know if you're like me, but I actually heard that through the lens of 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, where he said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That's how I usually hear it. And that, in one sense, it's true. Do what I do. Act like your dad, right? Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Do the things that I do that are right. Create healthy habits, things like that. But there's a deeper meaning. He said, I became your father. Imitate me. What is he saying? He's saying, become a father like me. He's saying, go and pour your life into others the way I poured my life into you. Don't just be a coach. Be a dad. You could be a dad who coaches. That happens, right? Most of them are angry on the sidelines, all that stuff. Not looking at anyone in the room. Just kidding. <laughs> it's a running joke <laughs> with some friends of mine. Listen, we need to be able to be those who have a life to give, not just tips and tricks. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can't simply coach people or lead a Bible study or post videos online or share helpful scriptures. We cannot simply be guides. We must go the way with those God calls us to pour into. This takes selflessness. I've gone the way with Jimmy Borrego. I don't mind telling you. I'm not bragging on me. I'm just telling you. It's happened. These past four years, he'll tell you. He's tried to quit at least seven times. I'm not kidding. That's a, that's a generous number. It's more than that. Sincerely, like, I can't do this. I need to go. I'm like, well, you can quit, but I'm not going to quit on you, so might as well stay. I run faster than you. <laughs> I will chase you down. You're called to this. I see it. I believe in you. You can do this. You're quitting because you're afraid. He's like, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. Come on, man, you can do this. It's a call to the men, for sure. This is a call to the men, but the concept really carries to anyone, okay? Give your life away. Give your life to somebody. You have to give your life away to those you're in deep relationship with, all right? I can't be everybody in here spiritual father. I can't. That's weird. That's like a cult, all right? That's weird. It's really weird, all right? You know, when I talked about this, your three, your 12, and your thousands, this is part of that. Jesus had three he was always with, 12 he was often with, and thousands he was sometimes with. He could not be the, in the natural, I know he's God, I'm saying he could not be a father in the lives of thousands of people. He was in the lives of the three and the 12. You need to, as well, find those deep relationships and pour your life into that, okay? We need mothers and fathers, absolutely. So don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying we don't need spiritual moms. Here's what I am saying. Spiritual moms, plenty of those. Spiritual fathers, not much. It's sad, actually, because we got a lot of men who speak, a lot of men who lead, but not a, man, a lot of men who father. And the women are actually picking up the slack. Just so you know, God is no respecter of persons. You know that? Okay, listen. I'm going to get in trouble, and I'm going to jump to this because I want to. Galatians 3, 27 through 28 says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ Jesus have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. 
So can a, a woman be a spiritual father? Yes. Should they have to? No. But they've had to. They've had to. I'll just tell you, they're tired. Come on. I'll take a witness. Come on. You can shut me down. You can. We need men to take their place. Come on. The Hebrew word for father, you ready for this? The Hebrew word for father means the one who gives strength to the family. You know why families are breaking? Because the men aren't there. Dads aren't home. If they are, they're absent while present. The Hebrew word for mother means the one that binds the family together. She shouldn't have to bind and give strength. We need both. Say both. But God will use whoever's available. Okay? It's not necessarily about gender. It's about availability. I'll prove it to you. Paul actually compared himself to a mom. Just so you know. Just so I get in all the trouble today. He compared himself to a mom. Galatians 4.19. He said, my little children... That word is beloved, dear, little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth. Fathers don't have babies, but spiritual fathers can step into that place and be in the anguish of childbirth until Christ was formed in you. He was feeling the spiritual birth pains because that's what they needed. Can't nearly think of ourselves in the natural realm, but in Christ. We have to be available for this, all right? So yes, we need men to rise up, but more than that, we need those who are going to impart identity and go the way with their spiritual sons and daughters, not just point the way. We need spiritual fathers. Are you hearing me? And I know many of you, again, have great pain in this area. I'm the minority. My dad is amazing. I'm grateful for that. I want to be a good dad. I want to be there for my kids. I want to model something for all of you. God has designed this solution. God has designed the father solution. Let me tell you a story about my dad. I have so many. It was hard to pick one. Great stories. People in this room have known my parents for a long time. They will tell you. This is who that man is. A um, little backdrop for the story. I used to think I was going to be the next Christian rock and roll star. I used to think I was going to be the next, like, switch foot. You know what I mean? Christian in a band, touring around the world, filling stadiums. Still kind of trying to do it on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was committed. To becoming one. I was committed to being that guy, you know? <laughs> Don't give up. She's a, see, that's a spiritual mother right there. Don't you give up. <laughs> we need both. We got that one in spades. So my band and I, we would play all these Battle of the Bands, you know? We do these competitions. And one time through this one Battle of the Band thing, we got named, just by this organization, we got named the best band in Florida, all right? It, I mean, I was 16. It was fun, but it obviously wasn't true. I mean, it's just, it's just 
out of the people who competed in this thing, this statewide competition, we won. So we're the best band in Florida. Um, but definitely took the plaque home, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. And our prize, part of our reward, was to drive to Nashville and to perform for these label executives for this record label that put on the competition. It's like a scouting thing for record labels to get new talent in. Okay, and so we we're going to play for them. We're going to do our set and then, you know, possibly be offered a record deal. And so we were competing with the other states, you know what I mean? There were 50 bands, and we were Florida, Team Florida, you know? And so uh, the problem was I live in Tampa, and I was barely 16. Didn't really have the know-how as to how to get to Nashville or, you know, even, like, book a hotel, all this stuff. I know 16-year-olds today might be able to do that, but I don't know. I'm like the older millennial, so I was like, you know, MapQuest was still a thing. And you print it out, and you don't necessarily know if it's completely accurate. You know, I didn't have, like, the whole GPS thing. Anyway, even if I had, it probably wouldn't have been a good idea to send a, a 16, barely 16-year-old and all of his buddies in a van with all their gear up to Nashville on their own. Are you seeing what I'm saying? Yeah. So... My dad did not tell us to enter that competition. My dad did not, like, he wasn't like, you should enter this competition because we'll go and to Nashville. Da, da, da. This was inconvenient for my parents, okay? And the thing was, my dad never showed it for one second. He and my youth pastor, by the way, my youth pastor then is still an overseer of this church. He's still my pastor. He's been pastoring me for 15 plus years, right? Yeah. He's an overseer of this church. This is why I'm okay. You understand? This is why I can actually be stable. It's not of me. It's from the heavenly father through earthly spiritual fathers. This is the fruit of that. Been through some hard stuff. And I'm, I'm still here. I'm actually doing pretty well. I'm happy. I'm happy in the Lord. I have an amazing family. We're building something. That's because I had an awesome spiritual father who would go the way. So my dad and my youth pastor decided to take the church van and drive us up to Nashville. You know what I'm saying? And we drove up on a Saturday, had a hotel on a, on a Saturday night. We, it was a Sunday because, or no, it was driving up on a Sunday because my dad had to work the next day. So my dad drove us up, got a red-eye flight, and flew home and went to work the next morning at 6 a.m. Yeah, just so I could go to this competition. We actually got offered the record deal, and it was my dad who kept me from going into major debt the rest of my life, because I was so excited about the $32,000 signing bonus. That was a big thing. When I was 16 years old. I'm like, oh, they're offering us $32,000, and we're going to be on the label, and it's going to be great. I'm going to be a rock star. And my dad's like, well, let's read the contract first before you get too excited. Let's, that's awesome. They offered it to you. Great. Let's read it together. I'm like, okay. We're reading it and just doing the math. He's like, Caleb, you're going to be, they're going to own you for like 15 years. You ain't going to make a penny. That 32000 has to go towards the record. You can't have any of that money. This is a bad deal. I'm like, it is? He's like, yeah, don't do this. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, thank you for <laughs> telling me because I was ready to sign in Nashville. Like, la, 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 la. <laughs> you know? Maybe... I don't know. He could have just printed out directions. Maybe he could have booked the hotel over the phone ahead of time. Maybe he could have been a really great coach. But he was never that. He was my dad. And maybe it was obvious to him that I had 
some delusions of grandeur. <laughs> Maybe he knew the odds better than I did of actually making it in the music industry and, you know. Or maybe he believed in my dreams as much as I did. The point is, I wouldn't have told you for one second he didn't believe in me. Not for one second. Still, he, to this day, believes in me. I went to him about planning this church because I wanted someone to tell me no. I didn't want to do this. I went to other spiritual fathers like, yes, Caleb, that's perfect. No, no, no. So I went to my dad. I'm like, dad, you'll, straight, you'll shoot straight with me. He always does. I'm like, dad, please tell me No. I feel like I'm supposed to start a church, and I really don't want to do it, and it doesn't now, it doesn't sound good. Where he's like, "Son, you have to do that." I'm like, oh man, no joke. That was my reaction. Thank God for my dad. He's literally without him, none of us will be here. <laughs> Any spiritual growth you've had in the last whatever time, you should attribute to my father. Are you connecting the dots here? He didn't actually have the best dad. He chose to be one. I didn't ask his permission to say that, but his father was in jail for some pretty heinous crimes for a long time. Would have died in jail, except the judge had mercy on him. He didn't have what I have, but he became what I needed. I knew he had my back no matter what. Whether I, you know, hit it big or didn't hit anything at all, he was there and he was going to help. My dad's shown me what it means to a father to literally go the way with someone. And our Heavenly Father, obviously, is going to always be there. Always. Amen. You all have a father in heaven. Amen. But it takes spiritual fathers on earth to prove his nearness and his commitment to us. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Resting Place Tampa. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.